All right, let's get going. Beautiful daf. Daf Chav Tesh. And we pick up, we got up to Mesvei, which is on the second line of Daf Chav Tesh Amad Aleph, but we're going to turn back to the bottom of Chav Ches Amad Beis. Just start from the, uh, the, the last few words. On Daf Chav Ches Amad Beis, Omar Lei Reb Zeira Okay? The last five words on Chav Ches Amad Beis. Omar Lei Reb Zeira and again, we're in the topic of whether mitzvah is tzricha is kavana, whether a mitzvah needs kavana in order to fulfill the mitzvah, or ain't tzricha is kavana, or does it not need kavana? Right now, we're following the opinion of Rava, who says that mitzvah is ain't tzricha is kavana, a mitzvah does not need kavana in order to fulfill the mitzvah. And Rav Zera is going to come and seemingly argue. Let's get going. Number later, Rav Zera, the Shami. Rav Zera said to his helper, top of today's Dav Chav Tesem, Ali, have in mind. And blow shaper for me. You see, according to Rav Zera, what, that uh, you, you need to have kavana at the time of shaper. That's a challenging question. Somebody's walking by his shul, or he's shlufing in bed, wearing his shluf kapul, and his room happens to be near the shul. And he hears the shaper being blown, or the megillah being read. If he has kavana, then he, then he pulled the mitzvah. Okay, so again, it seems you need to have kavana. Who cares if he has kavana? According to you, Rav Zera, that you're asking your attendant to keep you in mind, if that's so important, what does it help for the guy with a shluv kapul to listen and have das? The guy blowing the shaper and shul has no clue that there's a guy laying in bed next door who's listening. And the blower needs to have him in mind. says, yeah, Baltakeh is there on behalf of the Tzibor. And what, what is the das of the Baltakeh, the one sh- blowing the shaifer? His das is that whoever's listening should fulfill their mitzvah. Toshma, come and listen. We'll try to prove from elsewhere. Let's say the listener has das, but the, the, the blower does not have das. Or vice versa. Yeah, the one blowing the shaifer had kavana for anybody, and the one listening did not have kavana. Loyotza, you need both. You need both the blower to have das for the mitzvah and for the listener to have das for the mitzvah. Ketani. Now we learned mashmia the one blowing the shayfer is similar to the one listening to the shayfer. Just the one listening is listening for himself. What does that mean for himself? He has das on the mitzvah. So too, the one blowing has das for himself. That's what we're thinking right now, not for others. Vikatani layatsa, to which the Gemara says, no, tanoihi, the tanya, shamea, shamea la'atzmai. Here's how it works. When you listen, you need to have in mind your personal mitzvah. Umashmia, and the one blowing the shaifer, mashmia lefi darkai. He just has to have in mind general knowledge that people can be listening and fulfilling their mitzvah, okay? Meaning, if you're the one saying the Kiddush for the Eilam, or you're the one blowing shaifer for the Eilam, you don't need to have each particular person in mind. All you need to do is have in mind to not restrict who listens. Whoever listens, uh, I'm not restricting a person from listening. As soon as that, a person is not restricted, anybody who's listening can fulfill their mitzvah. Omar Rabbi he says, we're going to qualify this statement. When is this halacha true? 
But let's say you have somebody blowing shoifer for himself in his house. A guy's nebuch, he's got uh, COVID, and he's not able to make it to shul in Rosh Hashanah. He knows how to blow shoifer. So he's blowing shoifer in his house. What's his das? His das is on himself. Does he have das for other people? No, not particularly. Does he have a das against people listening? No, not particularly. He just doesn't know. Right? When he's blowing it, he has no shaykhs to it. See, we're punk. This guy's in his house. Somebody else, the other guy is walking by. So then, says Rabbi Yaisi, So, according to the Gemara's ending before the Mishnah, here's how it works. Very interesting. When you're part of a tzibur, and you have a shliach tzibur, the listener should have in mind, and there's the fear of zir. The listener should have in mind, and the blower only needs to not restrict people from listening, and you're good. When it comes to an individual blowing shoifer in his house, or even in shul, wherever you are, doesn't matter, but I, I'm blowing shoifer, the setting of my blowing is for myself. So then, the halacha is, I need to have in mind for myself, and I need to have direct intent for somebody to walk by. Somebody's walking by my house while I'm blowing shoifer alone is not going to have fulfilled their mitzvah, period. End of that gemara. All right. Next Mishnah. Moving right along. An often quoted Pasuk, a well-known story in the Torah. Maisha Rabbeinu was raising his hand, lifting it up to Shemayim, when Klayasho was fighting against Amalek. So, you had Yeshua and Aaron up there with Maisha, making sure that his hands remained, remained up. And as, as long as Maisha's hands were raised up, Klai Yisrael would defeat Amalek. And when the hands would be lowered, Amalek would start to be victorious. Says the Gemara, one second, what's going on over here? Alright, what's going on? What do Maisha Rabbeinu's hands have anything to do with Beating Amalek. Now, if anybody here wants to know why we're talking about Amalek, we'll see shortly. Rather, what is this pasuk of Maishbin raising his hands and we're winning? And when the hands got lower, the Amalek's winning. What does that mean? Calls Yisrael has their eyes turned to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And their mishabe, they humble their hearts in servitude. In front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hayu Misgabrin. That's when we win. The way that a yin a yid is victorious is how, by who's on our team? Which dugout are we sitting in? Whose dugout are we in? Are we in our own dugout? Are we in? Are we on the Rebbeinu Shlomo's team? Where the Rebbeinu Shlomo's on the field and we're sitting in the dugout cheering him on, coming in, you know, doing our little bit of ishtadlus when Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells us to do it. That's where we're going to be victorious. And if not, if we're not gazing up to Shemayim and our hearts are not in servitude to the Rebbeinu that is when Klal Yisrael falls. Right, Mamish, yeah, beautiful. Right, that's all, that's all we have. That's not all we have. I mean, that's, the only, that, that's how Klal Yisrael fights, you know. Right. Similarly, you find Make yourself a snake. Put it on top of a um, of a uh, tower, right of a pole. 
But he looks at it and is ill, got bitten, will be healed. What does a snake have to do with healing or hurting? With shaykhis. Yeah, it doesn't kill, it doesn't hurt. It's just an image of a snake. The purpose was to bring the eyes of Kal Yisrael upwards. If you want Rufu Shalemon, what do we do? We turn to the Rabbi Nishlelem. And if not, if not, they will be Nomok. They will uh, dry away. Okay. Cherish. If you have a Cherish, a deaf mute, Shaita, or somebody who is a, is a Shaita, a fool, somebody who doesn't have the the uh, mental capacities. The katan or a katan, somebody who's, whose mental capacities are not fully developed. They cannot be yaitzi the ram if they blow shaifer. Now why not? Why do you think not? Because again, what did we say right before the Mishnah? That the one blowing needs to have some level of kavana. Whether you not need direct kavana for the person, you need to have some shaykhs to your to to know exactly. Here's the rule: Kol sheni mechuyiv v'davar. Anybody's not mechuyiv, obligated in the mitzvah. Ein emaitzi yaserabim yidei chayvasa. Okay, very very interesting Mishnah, um, especially that little bit of a we'll, we'll call it the the agadita as we um, as we get into this part of the Mishnah, and then we get we turn back to shayfer. Okay. Now, notice, already, as we wrapped up the first part of the Mishnah, why do you think, what, what do you, what's the connection in the first part, in the, well, the first part of a Mishnah and Shaifer? Das, where your brain is, right? Where your mind is, what's your mind on, right? I was going to say that the top of the shofar had to be facing up. Okay, interesting. All right. Okay. Obviously not shot. <laughs> okay, I hear it, okay. Uh, the, the, uh, so l- let's build off that though Potentially maybe it's something w- What's unique about the top of the shaifer? What would be the message in that? Uh, that's where the voice emanates And it goes up It's wider okay. I, I, I don't know Alright, let's see Alright, here we go Zakti Gamar Tonu Rabbana The rabbi's point And so should we Everybody's obligated in shaifer But kind of leave me say all these people are mechoyev in shayfer. Okay, what's a chetziyev and chetziyev chayim? That's the only one here that needs, uh, or actually, let's explain each thing. Okay, so kain levi yisrael, we know yichus. Geirim, we understand. Avodim mishachorim, freed avodim, we get it. Yeah, somebody who was an eved and now was freed, it becomes a full fledged yisrael. Tumtum is somebody who has the uh, hidden signs of either of a, of, of a male. Okay, the male organ is kind of covered up, but there's a uh, quasi-knowledge that it's there. Some person called an androgynous, uh, a tumtum. Androgynous, somebody who has the, the signs of both male and female. And somebody who's a half ebed, half echayr, and somebody who's owned by, for example, two yidin, one yid freed, the other yid didn't free, so now he's half owned and half free. Such a person is still chayav, is obligated in tekiyas shayfer. Okay. Yeah. Um, very often we find Gerim included in these lists. Yeah. But once a 
person is Megayer, he's he's just like uh, a Yid and everything. Why does once we know that, then why does the Gemara keep bringing back, including Gayer? I'm not sure. Great question. I the only thing I've come up with. And it's also to mention someone's a Gayer. If if they care. If they care. Okay. If they care. If they don't view it as a Milo. Right. Halavai, we had a society, but we don't. Halavai, we had a society where it was a Milo, but we don't. The only thing I come up with of why we keep mentioning it is because there are particular halakhas where even after conversion, they are different. Right? Uh, the, who, who, they're permitted to marry more people than a regular Yisraeli. Kroshivcha, uh, so on and so forth. It's permitted, it's permitted to... So there are, there are some halakhas where, where, uh, where a non-native born Jew is, um, you know, is, uh, you know, the... As far as particular, not not Yiddishkeit wise, but as particular halacha wise, we do find there could be a, there could be a difference. But wh- why? But why we find it constantly on a list is a good uh, a good child. Come up with something. Let me know. Tumtumena might say a tumtum cannot. Um, he's obligated, but he can't be might see others. Okay. Not his men and not somebody else's men. Why? Because a tumtum, by definition, is a subject. He may be a full fledged woman, right? So he's obligated in case he's a man. He can't obligate others in case he's really considered a woman. Andragonus, I might see Esminai, and Andragonus could be might see another Andragonus. but cannot be might see somebody who's not an Andragonus. Okay? And this makes sense. This if, if you if you think through each one of these logically, whenever you particularly have throughout a Shaila that you might not be Mukhuyab at all, you may not be obligated at all. So you need to do it, just in case. You need to hear. You can't be mighty others, just in case the other side. But when you're in your own established category, for example, an Andragonist who's bowed, so then it's not a suffix where you, it's like your own, according to the Brisa, it's its own, it's its own um, gender, so to speak, an Andragonist. Okay? And therefore, they can only be mighty another Andragonist. Omar Mahar, the time that taught us, Hakochayam, Everybody's obligated to be for God. says Pshita. Let's go through each thing. Pshita ihani Man Yeah. Whenever the Torah writes a halacha to a male yid, why it's talking to them? So if it's not talking about who else is it talking to? What's the what's the chiddush? Says the Gemara Kahanim Shrichli. So that I would have thought to say only somebody who doesn't have who doesn't have shayfer every day is obligated. For example, outside the base of mikdash, Since they have a chiyuv to blow shayfer in the base of mikdash daily, I would say they're not obligated in Rosh Hashanah. Okay, says the Gemara. One second, they're they're obligated every day. Me dummy. What did we learn? What did we learn? We learned that granted they blow Shaifer, but the main trumpets were the Chatzaitzris. The Shaifers accompanied them. As far as Tekia and Brachais. Besides for that, it's uh, it's uh, by the way when we when I talk about the shifers accompanying the trumpets I'm talking about on a tainus even 
in the, whenever they blew an Ayla, a, a standard Ayla, like the Tamid, that was, that, that even stuck with just Trump. The, that was only trumpets. But the Kasha remains, the, the Kasha remains, right? We said, oh, they do it every day. Ask the Gemara, not true. It wasn't, a, no matter how you want to say it, it's not a daily thing. Only person who's obligated in Yavel is obligated in Hokus Roshana. But listen, let me ask you a question, Givaldic. Did Shevet Levi have land? The Tanan, Kahanim, Liam, Meichrim, the Ayla, the Gaelim, the Ayla. Yeah. They had the whole, if they bought something, they could do what they want. They, they had a whole different category. Sheba Levi wasn't given land initially. So they had a whole different set of halachas when it came to real estate. The Gaelim, the Ayla, aim of a mitzvah, Roshana, Leila Chaibu. I would say that since they don't have the same mitzvah of Yaiva like everybody else, so their mitzvah, Roshana, is different than everybody else as well. Kamash Malah, and therefore the, the, the Tana. Let's us know of our Mishnah, Kahanim Leviim are the same as Yisrael. Now, by the way, this answer um, took care of both Kahanim and Leviim. Initially, we said, I, Kahanim Leviim, Pshita, uh, right? So, the, according to the first answer, we only answered Kahanim. According to, well, maybe not actually, because Levi also was in the base on Mikdash. Okay, maybe you could say that applied to Levi as well. But over here, this is obviously a stronger answer because this, this applies to every single Kayan and every single Levi. Okay. Period. Gewaldic. All right. Two dots. We're now six lines from the bottom of Chotas Amaram. Misha Yechetzi Evet Chetzi Benchayrin Einoi Maitzi Loyes Minoi Veloyes She Einoi Mina. Person says Chetzi Evet Chetzi Benchayrin. So he's obligated to hear Shaifer, but he cannot blow Shaifer for anybody. Omar Ravuna. Ravuna says, Ula Atzmai Maitzi. Okay. It seems that he can blow for himself. It is. Think about this. Very interesting. A half Evet, half Ben Chayr. He has to hear Shaifer. Why? Because he's half free. So his half free side is obligated in mitzvahs. He cannot be might see others because he's not fully obligated like others are. But it seems to imply that he can blow for himself. And we're not going to say that I, maybe the blowing is coming from his Chatsi Eved side to fulfill his Chatsi Bechayrin side. Okay, here it is. Shmaka stuff. Only Rav Nachman the Ravuna. Rav Nachman says to Ravuna, Why can't you blow for others? Because maybe because of your half Eved part, and leave aside your free side, he should have the same problem for himself. Yeah, talk about an identity crisis. We should not allow his half Eved side to blow for his half free side. El Omar of Nachman, you're right. You hit us. <laughs> you cannot blow. Good trivia. Yeah, good trivia. Who's who's obligated to hear Shifer but is not allowed to blow Shifer? Yeah. Can't even blow shape for himself. 
Somebody's a half chatzi ever chatzi ben chayre. Nafla atzma yenai mitzi. Period. Azoi is the halacha gavaldik. Tony Abba braid the Rav Zera. Ahava the son of Rabbi Zera says taught us. Kol abrachis kulam. All brachis. Afal pi sheyatsa. Even if a person already fulfilled his chiyuvim in that particular bracha, mitzi. You can still make the bracha again on behalf of others. Okay, so even when a person has already fulfilled their mitzvah, you can still fulfill it for other people. Chutz mi birchaz halechem, which is excluding the bracha of hamaitzi, or birchaz hayayin, and the bracha of bayrei pri hagafen. Lost the place, I'm sorry. She'im that... If he didn't yet, if he wasn't mighty himself, mighty, vim yatsa, but if he already did, enai mighty, he cannot. So, these, by the way, the bread and the wine is not specific. It's two examples of any food type of, uh, of any food type of brachas. Okay? Yes or no? Because even if you're going to make a guffin and be mighty others, you still need to drink it. And this way, the Hagafen is really for yourself too. Right? Very good. By Rava, Rava asked a Shaila, top of Chavtes Omodez, Birchas Halechem Shal Matzah. The bracha of Hamaitzi on Matzah at the Pesach Seder. Or Birchas Hayayin Shal Kiddush Hayayin. Or making Kiddush. Mahu. Kivan de Chayvahu Mapik. Aydoma Bracha Lav Chayvahu. Toshma, Yomar Bashi, Kiavina beer of puppy, have a Makadish lon, Mechavi Osirise Medabra, have Makadish lu. Okay? So you see from here that the bracha of Kiddush, this is what Abiravinsky was touching on, but again, the Hagafen you're going to drink from. The, the bracha of Kiddush is what the focus is. You could be, make Kiddush for yourself, and then again, you could make Kiddush for others. Why? There's a very teeth and important idea. We know the idea is call Yisrael Aravim Zelazeh. We're all co-signers when it comes to when it comes to mitzvahs. And here's what's fascinating: the lumbus behind this, when it comes to brichas and mitzvahs. If I already made kiddush, I'm allowed to make kiddush again for you, is because when I make kiddush for you, it's really also my mitzvah. A yid's mitzvah is don't 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 get depressed by this. Take a respon- we, sh- we need to take responsibility on this. A yid's mitzvah in anything is never fully done until every yid has fully done it. So, for example, the mitzvah of Kiddush, there's, a, there's an obligation to personally make Kiddush, but what Ko Yisrael HaRevim did is it also tells us that the, the mitzvah in its entirety is never fully done until every yid has made Kiddush. Hence... I made Kiddush, but it's not really done yet. So when I make Kiddush for you, it's, all, it's not just I'm making it for you. It's also a continuation of my personal mitzvah. And therefore, I can make a bracha on that. A person is not permitted to uh, cut a piece of bread for his his guests, unless he is eating along with them. Okay? Meaning, you can't make a mighty for others and then walk away from the table. You also need to take a little bit. 
Kedei Lechanecha B'Mitzvahs. You can say a bracha along with younger people or somebody else who you're teaching to make a blessing even though you yourself are not going to eat. It's not considered a bracha levatola. When it comes to Halam Megillah, even if a person already uh, fulfilled the mitzvah Megillah, let's say Balkari, he already said the brachas, but if you're doing it for others, then um, then uh, you could still make the bracha again. Now, what's the added chiddush over here? These are the Rabbonon. So I would think, and this whole zach of once you fulfill the mitzvah, doing it for others, maybe it's only by the rises. Over here, Halal Megillah, the Rabbonans. The Chiddush is that it even extends to Halachas, the Rabbonan, um, this idea that even though you did it by yourself, there's still a Chiv to, uh, there, there's still an allowance to make the Bracha on behalf of others. The Mitzvah, the Rabbonan, kind of, kind of uh, comes along with the same, the same approach that we had to a Mitzvah, the Rais. Period. End of our Perek. Hadron, Allah, Ra'u, Bezdin. Excuse me. Hadron Allah Ru Bezdin. Hadron Allah Ra'uhu Bezdin. Gavaldik. All right. Mazeltov. Mazeltov to everybody. Finish the third paragraph of Rosh Hashanah. And now we begin the fourth parak of Rosh Hashanah. Here we go. Zakt the Mishnah. Continuing right along in Hilchis Shaifar. Let's get going. And we are in the final, final parak of our Mesechta. Let's get going. Yom Tif, Shal Roshon Shal Yes B'Shabbos. Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. B'Mikdash Hayu Taikim. They blow Shaifer in the Beis HaMikdash. Avalai B'Medina, outside the Beis HaMikdash, no Shaifer. B'Shachara Beis HaMikdash. Once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. Hiskana Be'echem Ezzakash, Yehu Taikim, B'chol Malkim Sheish by Bezdin. Be'echem Ezzakash says... Bezdin takes the place of the Beis Hamikdash, and he blows Shofar on Shabbos wherever you have a Bezdin. Omer of Elazar, It's not any place; it's specific to Yavne. Yavne took the place of the Beis Hamikdash, took over that halacha that you blow Shofar in Yavne on Shabbos. Omer Loi, the sister of Elazar, Echad Yavne, Echad Kol Magam Sheish Bezdin, Nishtazai, Rabbi Yechem was for everywhere. Vaid and Feted Mod. Furthermore, Zayid's Hayus Yerushalayim Yisera Al Yavne. There are some ways, even though we're saying Yavna, kind of according to Rebbe Lazar, kind of like took the place of Beis Hamikdash. There's some ways where Yavna did not uh, take the place um, amongst Klal Yisrael for the Beis Hamikdash. First of all, uh, in this halacha, Shekol Ir Shehiraya, the halacha was any place that could see Yerushalayim, Vishaymas, and could hear Ukraiva was close. We'll see what these things are. Uviyachelulavai and capable of going, Taikin. They were also allowed to blow on Shabbos. Okay, so even when we're in agreement that Yavna was permitted to blow a shoifer, it was still different than the shoifer that took place for the Beis HaMikdash, where the Beis HaMikdash kind of was able to extend itself to beyond the walls. Okay? And we'll see how beyond, and what's the difference between being able to see, being able to hear, being able to come. We'll see what that is. And But uh, in Yavna, it was Mamish in the Bezdin, that such a thing was, a, that, that it was allowed to blow Shaifer. Now, this is a very teeth, very deep and important Yisait, this Mishnah. And it's not something that we should try halachically to apply unless we have our, our uh, Gedalim and our Chazal telling us to apply the halacha. 
but it's very important. Um, it's a very important um, idea in life, certainly to apply, even if we're not going to apply it in areas of halacha, which is the reason why we don't blow shayper on Shabbos, even though it's Rosh Hashanah, that one day a year is because there's a chance that there might be a yid that's going to come to carry a shayper on Shabbos. And therefore, it's the responsibility of every Jew in Klal Yisrael to not fulfill a mitzvah d'iraisa that really, it's usually done only once a year, right? Midaraisa to one day. We have, we're lucky enough to have two days, right? Of Rosh Hashanah. But Shaifer's a big deal. It's a big, it's a big mitzvah for a lot of us. But there's no Shaifer for Gans Klal Yisrael because there's a chance that one Yid might come to carry a Shaifer outside on Shabbos. All right? How you apply this to your life, take it how you want it. But just think about it. It's big. It's a very big idea. A very big idea. The, the, the responsibility that we have to ensure that we're not only a yachid, and it's not about fulfilling our mitzvahs personally. It's about doing the Ratzon Hashem now. The mitzvah of Shaifer is only a mitzvah because it's the Ratzon Hashem. I'm not even talking... For sure, keep in mind the Kiruv, the Achrayas to other Yidin. I'm saying even more than that. And that is, it's a very personal, special mitzvah for a lot of us. People are very makbit, very, very shayfer, this sound, that sound, oh. totally done away with because I'm a member of Kal Yisrael too. And if the Ratzon Hashem is to hear the shayfer, I want to hear shayfer. And if the Ratzon Hashem is not to hear shayfer, I don't want to hear shayfer. Rabbi Yisachar Fran, a number of years ago, told over, maybe, I'm sure he still says it, but <laughs> he told over a, a very interesting mice, a very interesting story. Very powerful story. I, I thought about a lot afterwards. Where um, there was a group of Bukharim traveling from New York to Baltimore. They were Talmidim of Reb Chaim Epstein. And uh, they are traveling from New York to Baltimore to uh, their friend's chasana. And they knew that there weren't going to be too many of the guy's friends at the wedding. They're on their way down. It started snowing. And traffic go much slower than usual. And it's, all, it's getting like a, it's probably like an hour till Shkia. And they were, they were um, on the 95. And one of the guys insisted that they, that they, they, they wanted, their plan was to get to Baltimore before Shkia, Dava Mincha, at the Chasna, whatever. They realized they're not getting there before Shkia. So, okay, they're going to miss Shkia. Now, the problem is one of the guys, since his bar mitzvah, had never missed a minion. Shachris min chamar. This guy's 23 years old, 22, 23 years old. He had never missed a minion. All right? So he insisted that the car pull over, and there were four guys, and they, they get off the 95 and head over to Philly. Go, uh, it was a half hour off, wherever it was. They should pull up to Philly and uh, Davin, uh, Davin Mincha Marev with the Minion and then continue on to the Chasna. The problem was it was snowing. They didn't know if they pulled over for Minion um, whether they even make the Chasna. 
and they were on their way to do mitzvah chosim akalim. And this guy was insistent that he, it's been, it's been a, he's never missed a minion. And he wound up with a minion. So they, they called Ruchayim Epstein from the car. And they said, uh, and this boy, this young man called Ruchayim Epstein, he says, listen, he says, Rashiva, we're on our way to this Bakr's Chasana. I want to die with a minion. I haven't missed a minion. And Ruchayim Epstein tells him, since when is Yiddishkeit a religion of streaks? You're on your way to do a mitzvah of Misameach Chosim That's your mitzvah now. That's where the Rebbein Shalom wants you. If you keep going, you might make the chuppah. Davim b'yechidus. And they kept going. It's a, it's a powerful zach. It's a powerful zach. There's a lot to balance. But you hear this? Since when is Yiddish guy a religion of streaks? Now, Sometimes a streak is good to keep somebody going, like it, you know, it keeps you know. But this this young man, obviously at that moment, was important for him to hear that from his reshiva. Because sometimes you break a streak, you're like, oh, I'm done, right? <laughs> Messed it up, right? <laughs> Can't do it. Whatever. You do what the bunch of want to do now. Shayfer is a beautiful mitzvah, but if the rutz and Hashem is that we don't go, we're not hearing Shayfer today. We're not hearing Shayfer today. That's it. Very, very, very sadistic idea to, to extrapolate from this. You have to know when to, when to apply lalacha. You need dastaira, you need gedailim. But it's an idea to pique our interest and to let it percolate in our minds a little bit. All right, let's get into the Gemara over here. Zog the Gemara. Where do we know this halacha from? Tanapolo Shoifer on Shabbos, Amar Rav, Levi Bar Lachma, Amar Rav, Chama Bar it is a Shabbos zichrein shuah. Oksi bechadaimer yom shuah yelachem. I. So what is it? Is it a Shabbos or is it a yom shuah? Yeah. If it's Shabbos, you don't blow. If it's shuah, you do. Like kasha, kam biyom tivshchaliyus b'Shabbos, kam biyom tivshchaliyus b'Chayil. When it falls out during the week, then it's not Shabbos. It's yom shuah. When it falls out on Shabbos, so then it's considered Shabbosayin zichrein shuah. And we're going to say that Shabbos comes first. Amarav Rava says, If it's a midiraisa dika thing, not to blow shayfar on Shabbos, how could they blow in the base of Mikdash? Right? In the base of Mikdash, they kept Tokas Daraisa, Mitzvah Daraisa, they just didn't follow the Rabbanas. There was no need for the, Rabban, for the rabbinic borders. So if it's Daraisa, why are we blowing in the base of Mikdash? There's no Mitzvah in the Torah to even blow shayfar. And furthermore, it's not a malacha de ishra krala mute that a per, that a pasuk should have to come to him in my the time of the base we learned the base fetish shmuel. Come malacha by the sasu, any malachi shouldn't do yasat kiyashai, which includes kiyashai for the as a pats and taking bread out of the oven. She chachma vina malacha, it's not considered malacha, it's considered a chachma. So, first of all, if it's a diraisa, you can't do in the base, um, you, you can't do the base mikdash either. And secondly, my zoom screen keeps giving me a thumbs up because I'm, I'm, I'm going like this. <laughs> And, and and secondly, um, the uh, it, it's not a malach in the first place. It says the Gemara Ella Maraba midaraisa mishra shari v'rabbanu degazerin midaraisa. It's allowed and the rabbanon. The reason why we don't do it is here the rabbanon kederaba damaraba kochayom tkiyashayver. Everybody's obligated to kiyashayver. Ve'ein akol bekiyim b'tkiyashayver. Everybody kablosha. Everybody's a baki. Tkiyashayver. Gzera shemilana biyad v'yelichet sabaki domay. It's a concern. 
a person may come to take his shaifer, go to a bucky, go to an expert to learn the halachas, the avirenu, arba amas, b'shosh arabim, v'hainu time of the lulav, v'hainu time of the megillah, g'valdik. This is the reason for lulav, why we don't have a lulav on Shabbos, and this is the reason why we don't have megillah on Shabbos either. Beautiful, beautiful, profound, yisay. Okay. Period, two dots, next part of the mission, b'shachar, 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 that there's no longer shifres, that, that there's no shifer outside. However, we're going to move it over from Yerushalayim to Yavna. Okay. Tanra, one of the rabbis learned, and that's why their rabbis, Pamachas, Chal Roshat, Roshashonaliyashbashabiz. It happened that in Yavna, Roshashona fell out on Shabbos. Vayukola Orem Miskansen. And all of the cities came to Yavne. Everybody, oh, where's the only place where Shaifer's going to be blown this year? In Yavne. Yeah? Nowadays we have Uman and Rosh Hashanah. And that year it became Yavne, Yavne, Rosh Hashanah. Because everybody wants to have their mitzvah of Shaifer. That's the only place that you can get your mitzvah. While you call our Wisconsin, he said to the Bnei B'Seirah, Niska, time for Shoifer. Amrulai, they said, Nodun, we need a paskin now. We're not sure. We need time to paskin as to whether it's appropriate to blow Shoifer b'makam Sanhedrin, even though it's outside the Beis HaMikdash. Meaning, Rebbe Wazak, I knew this was the Halacha. But the Bnei Beseira, who were the Tamid, they were the Gedalim. And he wanted them to give the Psak, and they said, no, we're not sure yet. Amr Lehem, Rebbe Wazak, said, Niska, Vrachag Nodun. <laughs> you, you, you're not sure there's a lock? Okay, so let me tell you what to do. Blow Shiver. Blow Shiver. Trust me on this. Blow Shiver, and then you can, and then you can t- take your time and decide. Right? What, what do they say? Better to do it and then apologize later than to be told not to do it. You know, you know go go blow Shiver, right? After they had blown Shiver, you don't need it done. You know why? I can prove it to you. We already blew Shifer today. So that means it's the right thing to do. What are you going to do now? You're going to say it was the wrong thing. And therefore, Rabbi Echel manipulated this, uh, this psak to take place in Yavne. Okay, two dots. Last piece of Gemara for today. Right? They said no. They said, no, it applied anywhere. Anywhere there was a Bezdom was allowed. Omru la, yehainu Tanakama. Okay? Now, it seems that the Tanakama said this originally, right? If you look back at the Mishnah, what the Mishnah say? That, Hiskin Yibirichim ben Zakai, sheyu taikim b'chom makam sheyesh lay Bezdom. Rabbi Yibirichim said, you should blow anywhere there's a Bezdom. Okay? Rabbi Loza says, only in Yavna. And they said to him, no. They're basically saying the same thing as Tanakama, right? Nafkamina is going to be if you have a traveling Bezdin, okay? Now, it's not a traveling Bezdin. Akroi really over here means more of an ad hoc type of Bezdin, okay? doesn't mean that it needs to be in an established Bezdin, you blow Shoifer, or does it have to be that a, that a Mamish, it could be blown anywhere? Does it have to be a Bezdin that's set in a set place that's Mamish taken up shop? Or not. That's going to be the nafkamina. If you say, kol makayim, so okay, it seems to be anywhere. But if you say no, um, but if you say that it's, uh, it has to be similar to Yavna, 
then you'd only be able to blow in a place where the Bezdin was established in a particular Makkah and with a particular amount of Dayanim. Period. Two dots. All right. We're at the bottom line of the Abchav Tesom Abbez, Abbez Hashem. We will pick up from here tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening with the bottom line. Agutavach, everybody.